I'm spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Welcome to a new spin on autism. Answers with host and international speaker and performer, Lynette Louise. Besides working on her doctorate in psychophysiology, Lynette has raised eight children, six adopted, and four of them falling somewhere on the autism spectrum. Laugh with her, cry with her, as she talks to both experts and parents and takes you through the often confusing, sometimes frustrating, sometimes overwhelming, but always fascinating world of autism. Hello and welcome. This is a new spin on autism answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, otherwise known as the Brain Broad. That's if you go to the Autism Channel and watch Fix It in Five. But here, we're just all about questions and answers, and I'm so excited, I'm so excited about today, I'm, I'm so excited. I have a very good friend, um, one of those friends that you never get to see, but that you like very much and that you met and you're just fortunate to have met, um, and who's always wonderful and useful when you do do something together. So, who oh, I hope I've whet your appetite. Um, before I get to telling you who our guest is today, remember that we're going to have the okay, 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 great guest giveaway right after her. And today's great guest giveaway is about people that give away. So let's, uh, let's make sure you stay tuned to that. You might get some. And at the very end, if it never made sense yet, I promise I'll put it all together, give it a seam, and wrap it up in a nice tidy little package in stories from the road. All right, if I was DJ enough on you, I'm now <laughs> going to move into talking about um, and introducing our guest. Um, so and I know usually I talk for a few minutes first, but I want to really jump into this because we don't have her for very long and we're really blessed to have her. So today's guest is Annie Potts. I mentioned that on the last episode that she would be joining us. And for those of you who've had your head in the sand for the last zillion years, uh, Annie's, uh, you know, she's a television personality, she's a movie personality, she's a Broadway personality, she's been on and in and, and around the industry <laughs> forever. Um, and I first noticed her in Ghostbusters, and that was way back when, and I'm pretty sure a whole lot of people first noticed her then, because that was kind of a, a breakthrough moment. But since then, she's been a designing women, and, and like, seriously, her... Her resume goes forever. So rather than do that, what I want to do is just chat with her a little bit. And I, I have a couple of ideas for today's question. One of them is, what is it like to get celebrity attention all the time and how do you cope with that? And let me explain why that fits into autism. My son, wherever he goes, not the higher functioning ones that came off the spectrum, they just fit in. But the lower-functioning one who did not come off the spectrum, wherever he goes, he's a celebrity. He is always noticed. He can never walk anywhere without people turning and looking at him. Whenever I'm in a country that's all a different color, like Uganda or, or something like that, I have the same experience. Everyone's staring at me. So I want to jump into that with Annie, and then we'll see where the show goes. So hi, Annie. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be with you. Okay, so that's my first question. What, you know, how do you cope with the fact that every time you walk out of your door, people may or may not be going, oh, uh, is that Annie Potts? Um, and even if they're not noticing you, you know they might be noticing you. I mean, has it been so long that you've lost touch with that or what? Well, you know, I always liken it to the fact that I, I grew up in a very small town 
And so all my life, everybody knew who I was. It didn't feel much stranger to me. It was like, oh, they must know my parents, you know. Um, <clears throat> so it, uh, I'm, I mean, I can sure blend into the crowd, too. I, I don't have the, the kind of uh, craziness around me and never have that a lot of people have today. Um, but then, you know, when everybody has a... a Cameron, um, uh, on the paparazzi. Phone, it, I think it's very hard. People want to grab a piece of you, a slice of you, a picture of you, and uh, broadcast it. And I think uh, I think it's harder to be that these days. <clears throat> but uh, I've, I always find, just because of the nature of the shows that I've done too, and the characters I've played, um, people feel that I'm very accessible and. And mostly, if people recognize me, they just want to come over and say, I love you. And um, and isn't that nice? So, oh, that is very nice. Can you find that with your son? Who Absolutely, and thank you for the segue. Here's the thing. So my son, like if he walks into a group of people, a crowd of people, he'll right away do something to make sure that he's in charge of the energy. It took me a while to realize, and I see a lot of parents fight this, but like he might say jump and make a noise or do something like that, and then everyone's looked at him. They've all gone, oh, it's that guy. He's different. And for the longest time, I thought it was just his way of keeping everyone away. But in fact, it's his way of going, hey, everybody, I'm here. Aren't you excited about that? Because in fact, yes, if I have the right attitude and I'm not embarrassed by that and I'm embracing, they aren't stopped by my energy, everybody's very loving. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well I, I think I think that's true. I I I uh I experienced that recently we were on vacation um in a on a tiny little island down in the Caribbean. Um and uh I swim a lot, uh in a beautiful bay there. So I was about to get in and swim my distance and a little boy ran up to me and indicated to me that he wanted my goggles and uh, I noticed something different about him right away and, but he was very insistent about the goggles he he didn't speak he he in fact couldn't speak but he wanted my goggles and then he wanted me to come swimming with him and so I spent the afternoon swimming with him and and got to be a friend of him and his mother and uh and of course, I'm now swept into his orbit because he is so loving, and he is, uh, you know, he he is in need. There's not any support for for what's going on with him uh, on this little island. And uh, uh, children with mental and physical disabilities are um, it's a shameful thing there. So, uh, but the love that this little boy uh, exudes and demands, and he too, like your boy, can he can do things to get attention for himself and and command the room. That's clear. Uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, and there you have just you know answered the question that you sort of posed before we started recording, which is. That's why all of these people and groups and, and special um, 
special ed or autism-related groups find you because you have that openness. And, and, I mean, most people don't befriend and take time and get swept into the bubble. So that's actually really the answer to that question. It's because your heart is there. And I'm just going to not let you argue with that. Um, <laughs> and just to inform the audience, what I'm talking about is I first met Annie, actually, we were doing a play. It was called Mothers and Others on Autism, and it was a read and um, I got to know her a little bit at that time, and that was for autism, obviously. And since then, it seems like every time I talk to Annie, she's either being swept into some project for autism or for some other disability. So you've got the heart that just beats big enough that everybody says, okay, this well, woman is, is going to care. Some of that is born out of experience, too. I have three sons, uh, one of whom has... Uh, had some pretty profound learning differences. Um, he's he's ADD, ADHD, and has some significant processing problems. Um, and uh, so I kind of learned on my feet the hard way how <laughs> to how to try and and manage that, educate him, socialize him, um, and he's uh, he is about. He's been home all summer. He's about to leave to enter his senior year in college. So we have been at it a long time, and we are, of course, incredibly proud and grateful that he's um, he's been able to to do so much. And uh, it took it took it took a lot of effort to try and figure it out and get him in a a good environment that could teach to his differences, and he's a pretty glorious human being. You were willing to do stuff a little out of the box, like he does trapeze, for example. Most parents wouldn't have even thought of that. Well, I didn't really think of it either until it was right there in my face, you know. Um, But that was, you know, when you're, any kid, whether your kid has differences or challenges or whatever, you know, you're always looking for that thing. Gee, are they good at soccer? Are they especially good at math? Are they good on the uh, musically? Or you're always looking for that thing. And um, he had some other things he was good at, but he was at a camp where they had some circus, um, uh, I mean, a big component there. Although it was a theater camp, they had a big circus component. And uh, I saw him on some weird thing hanging from the from the rafters, and it was clear that he had. Uh, an ability for that. So I went, oh, when we get you home, we'll find something. So there's this fantastic guy who happens to be five minutes from our house, Richie Aona, <laughs> here in Los Angeles, and he has a whole trapeze thing set up in his backyard. And uh, he he does work, uh, a lot of kids, it's a, it's a very broad spectrum there of people. But uh, so my son worked there. He's been there since I don't know. He's been there five or six years now, and he's uh, he's pretty good up there on the flying trapeze. Yeah. Well, that's again though. You you saw something in his ability, and you went ahead and followed that motivator. And that's like something I sell, sell, sell all the time. If the child's interested, then they'll do it, they'll learn it, and they'll grow from it and change. So that's really awesome. Okay, and I'm going to do that little thing where I say, you are listening to a new spin on Autism Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, otherwise known as the Brain Broad. Remember to stay to the end and hear stories. 
I'm rushing this because I want to get back to our guest. Um, and just be- just after Annie, we're going to be listening to Okay, 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 the Great Guest Giveaway, where our great guest gives away. And now we're back to Annie Potts, and I'm really excited to go to this turn of the show because um, a lot of you people that are my, you know, my peeps, the ones that are listening in, um, you're hit by the autism diagnosis and you see it as a huge tragedy and we go through grieving and we fall apart. And some people stay in the fall apart and they just, you know, they hover and, and, and sort of immerse in it for a very, very long time and the clock is ticking and they can't get themselves going. And I just, every once in a while, like to bring in somebody who can talk to us about how they got themselves going after a tragedy. It doesn't have to be the same tragedy. Now, Annie and her husband were in a, just shortly after they got married, correct me if I say anything wrong, Annie, but I believe just shortly after they got married, they were in a terrible accident. And, um, you know, I didn't even know that when I met her, and I ha- I'm so, you know, I'm so full of myself. I just walked up to her and started talking to her about her posture and telling her, you know, she might get a sore back from that, and then she tells me about her accident, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, um I would really love it, Annie, if you would share with people a little bit about the accident and how you managed to keep going, because that was a big one. It was, it, it was pretty big, and I, I was young, and uh, I was just, it was just a couple of days before my 21st birthday, three cars of drunk teenagers drag racing down the wrong side of a two-lane hi- highway. Uh, we came up over a little hill, and all three cars hit us head on. And uh, I broke every bone in my body below my waist but one. And my then husband, uh, he he broke both legs and, and lost his left leg. Um, and uh, so we had, and we were both actors, so it was stunning, you know, to... Um, on so many counts, and there was so much work to be done to get ourselves back. We didn't even know if we were going to be able to get back to anything that would that would actually allow us to do our, our work. Um, I had done a lot of musicals, too, so clearly dancing was uh, not ever going to be in my uh, wheelhouse again. I wasn't great a great dancer anyway, but... So you do have to have that skill a little bit if you're going to do musical theater, um, and uh, you know it took a it took a, a long time um, to to recover enough to uh, get back to it. But um, so, the, so the that will have been 40 years this fall. Uh, I can hardly believe it, um, and the challenges continue because because I. There was so much damage. Um, I've had many, many surgeries to keep me walking, repair, um, et cetera. And I have all of those joints surrounding the damage. Are I have what's called traumatic arthritis. Uh, so I'm always, you know, trying new things and reading and stuff about it. And I've, you know. Not many people know about this because I've been pretty successful at keeping myself um, going forward. And a lot of it is because I just, you know, I, 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 I had to do it because 
to I had to do it to to do my work, and I love my work, and I didn't, you know, I I felt like if anybody knew the extent to which I was struggling with that, that maybe I wouldn't get work, and um, there's little enough work out there for actors, you know. So I I applied the same approach when my son was diagnosed with the ADHD. Uh, was like, well, I'll, we'll just figure it out. You know, we will figure out the the learning things and the physical things and the and the educational therapist and uh and whatever you know now of course you know computers are such a boon to any of these issues information is available in it, uh broadly um and I, right now I I'm trying to work with um some people on this little island in the Caribbean called Anguilla because there's 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 very little support there. There's one woman who has a, a little uh, foundation called um, the Aria Foundation because her daughter had, had a genetic issue. She, um, uh, and she, she's seven. She has no speech at all, um, and uh, she just, through really will of her mother and the will of the child, started to walk a few steps. Um, but uh, I'm trying to uh, – uh, actually, I need to talk to you, Lynette, to ask you about um, applications and stuff, new applications or applications that are exciting um, to you. Actually, um, to tell you the you truth, aren't. yeah, because, Annie, what popped to my mind is I'll send you a, a link to Fix It in Five because that might be a place to go and – give them, you know, a week of free therapy in exchange for cameras, being able to show it. So um, we'll, we'll check into that. But, yeah, we'll, we'll connect on possible ways to help her. I'd have to look into what her, her actual disability is, too, and, and see. Um, so it's the Area Foundation. I'll put a link up also for people if you want to check this out. Are they not for profit? or? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. She does. You can find them on Facebook. It's Aria. It's the name of the child, and you spell it A R I J A H. Okay. Um, and she does have a little um, school going there, and she she oversees about fifteen children with all uh, an array of you know, one kid has CP, another has I think encephalitis, one had sickle cell which went undetected and so she okay. wasn't on medicine so she had she was actually fine and healthy and then had they think a couple of strokes in kindergarten and is now without ability to walk or speak um okay so well let's let's put up a, at the very least i'll put up the link and everybody is a r j a h A-R-I-J-A-H uh, Foundation on Facebook. Please check it out. Um, see if there's an interest or a way you can help. That's always nice of us if we can reach in there and do something. But even if not, pass it on, share, share, share. Then it finds the people it needs to find. Um, I want to restate something that Annie said. You know, sometimes people don't hear the sameness in a story. But uh, what Annie mentioned is that she just want, loved her work so much, and so she sort of pushed aside or pushed down or hid or whatever uh, the degree to which she was struggling in order to keep going forward. 
and I'm sorry, but that's our lot. <laughs> we, you know, you kind of have to you make a choice. You either go, it's tragic, it's tragic, it's tragic, and you immerse in it and make it bigger, bigger, bigger. And this is, you know, I'm speaking of autism now and of working with your children, or you say, you know, I just want to move forward, and that's why Annie was able to help her son make it to college because she applied the same principle when, when he had problems. That's pretty much the principle of getting ahead in life. We all have stuff. We all have enormous stories. Um, so let's just, you know, recognize it, treat it, keep re- researching it, but move forward, you know, push, push that into its category and then just continue to move forward. Everything's a life game anyway. Um, that was awesome, Annie. I really so appreciate that you were willing to talk to us about that. I'll make sure to link to the ARIA Foundation. We'll chat about possibly doing a show there. I'm being respectful of your time because I know you don't have a lot. Um, I want to do two more quick, quick things before I lose you. One is I want to thank you so much. I have to tell everybody that um, Annie gave me her time in another instance where I was shooting a video for autism-related song and basically about the difficulty in dealing with relationships when you have uh, an autistic child. And um, unfortunately, I had uh, somebody, my ex-husband got cancer in the middle of it and and we never did launch that the way that it should have been launched because he ended up dying and my attentions went elsewhere so I just sort of put it up on YouTube but it doesn't change the fact that when I shot it um, I had people step in and Annie was the first and the and the freest with her time and she was just there for me so I just want to say thank you for the way that you'll step forward and give your time to people it's really beautiful and I'm going to put a link up so they can see that, too. Um, okay, last little game, Annie, now that I've okay. said all these wonderful things. <laughs> last little game. This is something I never get to do with my guests or for my audience because this isn't, you know, a celebrity show. So it might be a little bit fun. Um, you were. I'm just going to hit on a, a few things you were in where maybe I wish it was me. So a Magnum P.I., you did episode of Magnum P.I., right? I, I did it. I did two or three of them, actually. They were super fun, and, and Tom was so nice. Okay, so, so I met him nice once, and at. I... Pardon? Nice and nice to look at. Yes, nice and nice to look at. I met him once, and all I did was bat my eyes. I was an extra, and I shook his hand. I'm sure he doesn't remember me. Um, and so you enjoyed your time there? Is there any cute little story on that one? It was so long ago, and yet I don't really remember. That's okay. I'm going to jump around on a couple of, you know, really known ones. Um, You know, it was at the height of his, uh, the the fame of of Tom Selleck in in that magnum. And uh, we were were shooting something. He had a red Ferrari, I think, that he drove in that. And uh, we had been shooting a scene where he and I were both in the Ferrari, and usually they you know, somebody from transportation will come when you're finished shooting and drive the, the the cars that are used in the show back to wherever. And we weren't far from the studio, so they just called in on the radio and said, you guys can just drive it back. So Tom and I were driving through the streets of, of Honolulu, and it was like rush hour. Mm-hmm. And we stopped at a stop sign, and there were some tourists on the corner, and one woman spotted Tom and literally... Screamed and fainted on the street. <laughs> she just, I mean, she went out. She just couldn't believe it. 
Oh, so awesome. Okay, um, Twilight Zone. What was it like to do an episode of Twilight Zone? I'm jealous on that one, too. Uh, well, in that I had to speak a, 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 a gibberish language, which I think was just about the most difficult thing I've ever had to do as an actor because it was there were not words. And I, Anyway, that's, that's all I remember. You know, I'm I'm not pulling your big shows where you were the main person all the time. I'm just grabbing shows that where where you got okay. Remington Steel. Uh, don't really remember that. Okay, that's okay. Um, what about oh recently Two and a Half Men? How was that? Oh well, I had worked with John Cryer before in Pretty in Pink. So and we hadn't seen each other I think since we did Pretty in Pink, and I just love him. He's the sweetest boy. So I was I was happy to be there for that. Yeah, I'm sure. I was wondering if that was a nice reunion. All right, you've done some major stuff. People can look up your bio. I mean, it's it's just so huge. Um, I was just wanting to play a little bit on those shows that that weren't the ones where you were carrying it so much, like designing women and stuff. Um, but you know, Pretty in Pink is also one where I just loved your character. That was a Way back when we're aging ourselves, huh? Any recent projects you want to share? No, uh, nothing right away. I'm I'm developing stuff. I've been doing a lot of pilots, which means, you know, I've been working a lot, but if they don't get picked up to go to series, nobody ever sees them. So um, I've sort of been uh, doing a lot of those. I'm hoping that one of them soon will get traction because I, I just love to work. I've always loved to work. I... Um, uh, to me, working is saying I've I've conquered my disability. You know, mm-hmm. being a functioning perp- person who has purpose and uh, um, and opportunities to to do what I do. So uh, I'm I'll never retire ever. I think that's the most beautiful sentiment to end our interview on. Unless you have something you want to share, I would love that to sort of ring in everybody's ears. Never give up. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, Lynette. It's always so nice to talk to you, and I love what you do, and um, thank you for having such a purpose in life. It, It helps so many people. Well, you're welcome. Wow, that was Annie Potts. Um, Wow, I'm so excited that Annie was willing to join us. We were blessed. Um, I want to draw attention to the Aria Children's Foundation, which is the foundation she uh, was talking about and really wanted to sort of highlight and bring attention to. And so I pulled it up here on Facebook, and I'm looking at their page. At the very, very least, okay, so they sound lovely, She's met them in person, she, and, and trust me, if Annie says it, it's golden. So she's met them, they're real, they're needy, they need some help. And I'm looking at their page, they only have 191 likes. At the very least, you can click on the link that I'm going to put in the description for the show, or you can look them up, A-R-I-J-A-H, Children's Foundation, Facebook, and give them some likes. Let's pass it around. Let's share it around. Let's get people looking at it um, and seeing what we can do to help them, even if we just build up their numbers enough to uh, really expose them a little bit to what's possible out here, okay? So I'm really counting on you guys. Get over there and click like. It doesn't take much. Just click 
like, 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 like. Okay. Um, and thank you so much to Annie for being a part of it. I wanted today to be sort of about um, the, you know, the, the people who have, have longevity and have been around forever and trying really hard and dealing with um, the tragedy and the healing and, and special needs and, and that sort of thing, which Annie definitely fits the bill on that. Um, and then the people that are just starting to try and do something with all of that out in the world. So Annie's very established. I couldn't give you her resume because it's just so enormous. Um, so she's very established and has been coping and conquering for a long, long time. Um, there's a new group who's going to be in our Great Guest Giveaway. Okay, 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 the Great Guest Giveaway. And they're not new to the disability, certainly, but they're new to trying to put this group together and make a difference in the world in this particular fashion. So I hope I whet your appetite. Before I bring them on, though, um, I want to play the song for you that Annie came in was a part of the music video, and I'll put the music video link up as well, because it addresses the idea that we're always unfinished. As Annie pointed out, she is still coping with the problems that happened as a result of her accident. Um, her son is in college now, but surely he's probably still coping with a lot of his challenges. We are always and perpetually in a state of being unfinished until we're finished. So I wrote this song basically talking about, you know, if only you know, we're, always, we're always trying, we're always trying, we're always trying. If only we could do that in a world that was kind. And then I applied it to, in the music video, I applied it to the struggle of being a single mom and trying to meet someone who'd be nice to your kid, and you just become susceptible to relationships because someone's kind to your child. And then kindness can trick you, and you can think that something is kind when, in fact, it's a dependency or a, or a behavioral trait to try and get into your home or be taken care of. And so... Um, that's a lot to say in a, in a music video, but uh, I did my best. And as I said, then uh, Brent, who uh, was my children's father, died. And so we kind of never launched it. I will play this song now. And after that, we'll get to, okay, okay, the great guest giveaway. And stay to the very end, of course, because that's where we'll have stories from the road. So with no further ado, my song, Unfinished. Unfinished me, unfinished you, unfinished soul, unfinished truth, unfinished heart, unfinished brain, unfinished tears, they fall like rain, unfinished eyes, begging to see, a finished world. Finally free of unfinished me, unfinished you, unfinished lies, unfinished truth. Hurting me, not hurting you, for being lost inside our truth. 
unfinished touch, unfinished kiss, unfinished hug, unfinished wish. the great guest giveaway and today's great guest gives away no seriously i'm not kidding our great guest today gives away not to you necessarily but that's what he does he just gives stuff away well actually he gives very particular stuff away so let me back you into how our great guest giveaway guest happens to be on today um, as you all know, I'm doing a fundraiser, and I've been, while doing the fundraiser, kind of searching around, and um, I had some people who got really excited and supportive of, of Fix It in 5, the show that's on the Autism Channel that I was raising funds for. And so one of the people that was so supportive, just marvelously supportive, posted on everybody's pages, came across this group called Toys Across, spelled A-U capital, C-R-O-S-S, so Toys Across America. And when I was looking for somebody to be on the show today, she said, you know, I found this page on Facebook, and I've looked at it, and I just really think you'll be interested. And she's right. Um, she knows me. 
And uh, what I did was I had a look, and I'm going to read to you a post on here that will help you to understand why I wanted to have this person on. Let me see if I can find it. And while I do, I'll explain what they do. They give toys to autistic people, and they're a contribution-based group. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay. So I'm looking at their page, and I'm thinking, do I, you know, am I interested? Do I want to talk to them? Who are they? What are they about? And I read this one post. It's so great. It's a, okay, Toys Awe Nation, I am looking for gently used clothes for a four-year-old girl. Please, it's for one of our children we're sending a toy to. Her grandma is taking care of her, and it's been hard for her to work and raise the little bugger. Okay, that was the moment when I thought, I have to talk to these people. And then he continues with, so if there's anyone out here that I would like to help with some, that would like to help with some clothes, please message me. Okay, number one, I love that it's all about helping, you know, and they've got a map of all the different places that they send things to across the state. So I just, I mean, I love that right away. But what I really love is is that he said the little bugger because it's just such real talk. And we get, I'm constantly being told, you know, clean it up, be perfect, do it this way if you want to be big on television and big in the media. And I'm like, I don't want to be big, I want to be honest. And so when I read that, I went, okay, here's somebody else who just wants to say it like it is. There's all kinds of stuff like that on this page. It's gorgeous. Um, It just looks like somebody trying to help, and that's what appealed to me. So hello, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. This is Michael Miller, right? That is correct. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. So how did this whole thing come to be? How did you end up? You, you're a dad of an autistic child or a, a neurotypical child? That is correct. My son's 11. He is autistic, yes. Okay, and is, was he the inspiration for this? See, um, the, I have this theory. We should all have somebody with a problem, uh, some kind of medical problem or, or uh, mental challenge or something because it makes people look at the world differently and end up doing these great things for everybody. So... I'm going to take a leap and assume that your son inspired you in some way or his need inspired you and you ended up doing this. Well, to keep it honest, we we that's not really the inspiration behind it. I mean, it's more his obsession that is the inspiration behind it. He was obsessed with, like, Thomas the Tank Engine at an earlier date in his life and Cars the movie, so we ended up purchasing a lot of trains and cars for him. And at one uh-huh. point... They were just sitting around the house. I read a post on an autism page about a boy who was having a Lightning McQueen um, birthday party, and we uh-huh. offered to mail the boy a couple of cars for his birthday, and that's how it all actually started. But that's what I'm saying, you see. It started because they have some kind of special thing, a fixation, and the next thing you know, you're deep in the soup and you're helping somebody else. I mean, it's really cool. That's really cool. So how did it grow from that? Well, it turns out the original person we offer cars to is from Australia, which is, was a mistake on my behalf. I should have probably asked her where she lived before. You know, I said <laughs> I would mail you some cars because it's rather expensive to mail stuff to Australia. I, you know, I started researching mailing her stuff, and it would be easier actually for me to just send her some money and she could buy some cars or something for herself. But we are still working on getting that package to Australia. So that's something we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks. 
So I kind of felt bad about it, and I had an old picture of my son's room with the entire room covered with Thomas trains and Disney cars, so I put that picture on an autism page on Facebook, and I offered to mail a couple of cars or trains to anyone who was interested. The idea was more of um, the children receiving a package, and the, the trains and cars were kind of like, you know, a bonus. Then I realized that there is a great number of children who are obsessed with Thomas and cars, and we got kind of flooded with uh, messages on the original post. So rather than keep searching for that original post, we decided that we should probably make a page. And that's what we did. We made a page. And you've got a lot of states involved here. Like I'm looking at your map. So how quickly has this grown? Actually, yesterday was our third week anniversary, and we've spent probably close to 80 packages. We actually have gotten requests for a few children that we consider like special, like a boy whose mom had recently passed away and his grandmother was taking him. So we've actually sent four entire train sets that we purchased over the internet. So including like the 75, you know, small packages we have like sent out a few more packages. I mean, personally, I probably have am a little obsessed with it now cuz I want every state covered on the map. Well, you know, you need a pin in every in every spot, right? <laughs> right. Well, we are one of our slogans is um putting autism on the map one train at a time, uh, one toy at a time actually. Sorry. Well, that's okay. I mean, I just think this is really awesome that it's moving that quickly. And that, well, obviously the demand is great. Thomas and you know all of these animated and JJ the jet plane and stuff. But Thomas is the top of the heap. Um, very, you know, very attractive for ASD kids. So you know, your kid was uh, kind of normal in the population there, and you're going to hit on a lot of kids wanting this. Um, it, you're, you've got a donate uh, now button on your page, and it sounds like you're moving pretty quickly. So let's talk a little bit about that because you're on the Great Guest Giveaway. And normally um, on the Great Guest Giveaway, I have my guests give something away to my audience. But today we're going to tell them that you give away. So <laughs> maybe they would like to check you out and, um, and support your cause. So t- tell them how they can do that. Okay, when... It, when it started, you know, we were just doing like one or two um, trains a week or packages a week, but it it got too big, so we needed to raise money for shipping, and we tossed around a few ideas, and I accidentally stumbled across GoFundMe.com. I read a story about someone who was requesting funds to um, help mm-hmm. pay medical bills, actually, and I went on GoFundMe, and I looked into it, and it seemed pretty simple. We set up a, an account on GoFundMe.com under Toys Across America, which people can search if they go to GoFundMe.com. Okay. So far, we've raised about $600, which is, you know, we're we're treading water. We're doing all right. We're we're about even as far as, you know, cost of shipping and stuff. And, you know, people have risen up around us, and we've received um, a couple of gifts of toys in the mail, and we have a few more gifts on the way from just ordinary people who want to help out. See, that's what I love. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today because you're at the beginning point, you know, and that's really unusual for me to have an opportunity to interview someone who's right at this beginning place and trying to make something really beautiful happen. And I really hope that we're able to kind of give you a little little push there and get some exposure to it because what a great idea. Just a dad mailing out 
trains, and it's it's, it's sort of like that movie uh, scenario where you've got somebody decides this is a good idea and starts trying to do it, and then it's overwhelming with packages and things to do. I see these pictures on here with you with you know knee deep in packages that you're trying to carry. So I, I hope that some people will help you carry those. Well, we do those pictures for fun, really. I mean. I could just throw them in a box, you know. Well, of course. Post office. We we try to give the post office advance notice that we're going to come down. We we try to mail more than you know one or two at a time. It just it just seems easier. Before we were, I was just going every day mailing one package, but now right. we try to you know get up to like twenty or twenty five. Yeah. No. 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 The pictures are great. It's it gives you the feeling of wow, we're we're spreading this. It's awesome. Um, I really want people to give you a look and check it out and go to GoFundMe. Is there anything really important that you want to share? Well, something you said I, I really enjoy is, like, I try to keep it personal. Like, I, I have talked to every single person myself. Well, not talk, I mean message on, on Facebook. Every single person that comes on the page. And I ask them about their children and what they like, and I tell them what we're doing now. And I, I just like to keep it personal you know there's no paperwork to fill out we don't need your doctor's note or your dx report because we all know that in autism there's so much paperwork to fill out oh yes we i just try to keep it on a personal level i mean i've met over probably 500 people in three weeks and it's just i don't know i feel it's just a great thing really everyone is rising up around us actually yeah in the autism yeah and isn't that awesome I mean, you know, I remember the first time I had to do a funding campaign feeling almost embarrassed, and I'm really sorry, I don't mean to ask for money. And, and you know, then at, at some point I realized that what I was doing was really growing an enormous network and a family and pe- giving people a way to help um, and to contribute and be a part of it and, you know, join me in this ocean. So I'm I'm real excited for you. I think this is a really neat thing you're doing. It's simple. It's clear. So many kids are going to want it. And you're giving it this personal touch. Like everywhere I'm looking and reading what you've said and done, it's so personal and beautiful. So thank you for that. Thank you for putting yourself out there. It's going to be a lot of work. Everybody get to him before he drowns and makes a lot of paperwork for you. <laughs> right. Well, I don't, I don't know if you... Looked at the entire page. I started like writing little stories about the trains mm-hmm. or cars that I was mailing. <laughs> it's kind of fun for me, actually. Oh yeah, no, and and you've got, I I mean, you've got a lot of really interesting stuff on your page. You've got the cars talking to each other, and you've got yeah, like, <laughs> stories. Yeah. And then yeah. we we the only thing we ask is a picture of the child with the toys, so we can put it on the page. Because when we first started, a lot of people did ask us, "Oh, we want to see," you know pictures of the of the kids and there's a really great video on there that a woman actually made for us i call it like the tribute video she took a lot of the pictures and set it to the music of toy story pretty moving yeah it's very moving and i'm, I'm going to give a link to your um to your page so that everybody can check it out themselves thank you so much michael um i really appreciate what you're doing and i appreciate you taking a minute to share with us oh thank you very much Well, that was Michael Miller of Toys Across America. Check out their Facebook page. I'll put up a link. 
it's awesome. We have people at the beginning and people at the, you know, at the autumn of their career. <laughs> I hope Annie doesn't listen to that. Uh, Annie was wonderful to mention something that I would like to jump off now, you know, and talk about in, well, of course, stories from the road. All right, so we have Annie who had a tragedy and has made it through and has used her celebrity in a beautiful way because she looks at the world as if they're coming up to say, I love you. And I say, I say it that way. I say she looks at the world that way because, in fact, she does. You know, people will come up to you, and as they approach you, your demeanor creates a sort of a third personality between you. And how they approach you is very often because of how you accept their approach. It's that thing of we can give to you, but you have to be willing to receive. So Annie does that. She is, has a beautiful way of being very open. In fact, when uh, we were shooting the music video uh, of the song that I played for you earlier, I remember I was still a little bit starstruck about getting to know her and having her be so open and helpful, and she shows up, and, and you know, all this flurry is going on, and all these people are helping, and um, she sort of squats down and starts chatting with me like I'm her friend. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's treating me like I'm her friend. What the hell is that? And, and I was completely thrown by her total open, down-to-earth, real way with me and her accepting um, me into her circle so quickly and easily. And I realized a couple of things. One, that that's the way it has to be done, and two, that I was awestruck and uh, had to get over it. And so, um, you know, and hence we moved forward. I want to, for stories from the road, I want to tell you a story that has to do with something similar. It has to do with people coming together. And I want to tell it because I want you to sort of really grab onto this concept that you're a celebrity when you walk around with your child when they're doing having a meltdown or doing a stim or doing anything that draws attention. You are a celebrity. And how you walk in the world will change how the world walks with you. And I sort of learned that a long time ago. I've probably told you the grocery store story where I realized, you know, my son's screaming and he scares someone. And my daughter tells him, you know, oh, that's just him saying hello. And the guy then becomes nice. And I had walked in the world thinking, you know, everyone hated us and was mean to us. When, in fact, I was putting sort of a jutting my chin out and ready for a fight. And my daughter's behavior in introducing my son changed that for me. So I began to walk in the world differently. And, and when that changed for me, everything changed. All the people who, who came up to me changed and how they came up to me and how my son felt changed. So cut to uh, many years later, and again, I'm going to refer to when Bren, my children's dad, my biological children's dad, because I adopted a ton too, um, when he was dying of cancer. And he, you know, there's a long history here. We don't have time for it. But basically, we'd gotten back together and we're living together. He was doing my editing. He was just, you know, we'd sort of burnt the bridges that had had been messed up between us and, and closed a loop. And it was really nice for my kids and it was nice for me and it was nice for the grandkids and it was lovely and then he got cancer he got skin cancer and uh didn't do anything about it soon enough so he had this enormous enormous mottled oozing horrible thing 
filling his entire back, and we'd done a lot of um, therapies, some alternative ones, some mainstream ones, and some experimental ones, and really nothing was working. And he had about four weeks left to live. He was really sick. And he had no legacy, and he had no money, and he had nothing to leave his children. And I'm me, (laughs) so I wanted him to have something to leave behind. I wanted there to be this big, beautiful thing, something, that the kids could sit and look at and, and say, that was my dad. And um, I had $2,000, that's all, literally, to zero, and then I'd have to scurry and try to figure out my mortgage, but I had $2,000. 1000 of it was in credit, and 1000 of it was in cash. And I sent out emails to all kinds of people, some that I knew, some that I didn't know, and said, next week I'm going to shoot a movie with my dying ex-husband as one of the lead characters. There's no money. You have to do it for free. But it's a heart project. Please come. In five days, this very sick man where we were constantly changing his bandages, was supported by an entire crew of people who came out of the woodwork, who did, had a different sound, man, every day I'm still trying to make my way through the mess. And it was a few years back. But um, this, this five days is going to change history in so many ways for the grandkids and, and, and their kids, and there'll be something they'll be able to watch forever, and it's light, and it's beautiful, and it's fun. And we did it, like, days before all of a sudden everything left his face and, and the spark was gone and the, he became so gaunt and his voice changed, and, and we captured it. And we captured it because I had learned to walk in the world with my children and with my people in a way that said, let's help each other. Let's be a network. Let's jump on board and do something when it needs to be done. And that's what I want you to do for yourself. Someday you might be sitting there with somebody dying in front of you and think, I want to do something special. And it's in that moment when you reach out for everyone that you find out what you've created. Will that come? And if you create beauty, they will be there. That's my story. When it's ready, I'll put it up for you to see. It's an editing nightmare. Um, Thank you for being here. Because without you, I would be talking to myself. I'm Lynette Louise's story teacher host, otherwise known as the Brain Broad. With Fix It in Five on the Autism Channel, this is a new spin on autism. Answers. Thank you for joining the show today. Lynette is the author of the refreshingly honest and at times hilarious new book, Miracles Are Made, A Real-Life Guide to Autism. You can purchase this and other materials by looking on the webtalkradio.net website and clicking on the covers. You can also click through to her Facebook page and check out any show you may have missed by looking in the archives. We'll see you soon for another edition of a new spin on autism. Answers. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. I can't hear you.